Welcome to the Willingdon On Mission Podcast, a place where you can hear stories of how God is working and consider how He might be calling you to engage in His mission. You can find other episodes online at willingdon.org. Now, here's our host, John Best. Welcome to the Willingdon on Missions podcast. I'm John Best. I'm one of the pastors at Willingdon Church. If you've been at Willingdon for any length of time, you may have heard of Journey Home Community, which is an organization that serves refugees in greater Vancouver. Today, we have the chance to hear from James Grunow, who leads that organization. James, welcome here. Thanks so much, John. It's a delight to be with you and share a little bit this morning. Can you just give us a glimpse? What does Journey Home Community do? Sure. As you mentioned, we work with uh, refugees, but a specific population, newly arriving refugee claimants, and uh, particularly those who uh, have children, so families with, with children. We provide housing, uh, resettlement assistance, and relational care for, for these newly arriving folks. We want our resettlement to be holistic, so addressing every dimension of life, uh, caring for physical needs, relational needs, employment needs, uh, and spiritual needs. And we try to do that in a community setting. We, we don't want to be just a, a services across the counter kind of operation. We want to we connect with people, and so we have community dinners, uh, we have volunteers that uh, engage with our families, and we try to be uh, pretty community-minded. We want to recognize that uh, refugees have assets. It's not just us helping those poor refugees. It's knowing that they come with uh, a lot of um, skills and abilities, stories. We want to help them remove the barriers to realizing their aspirations in, uh, and focusing on helping them belong. Thank you. Hey, I've heard that there are three ways that a refugee can arrive in Canada. Is that true? And can you explain those three ways? Sure can. And uh, I think it's really important because there's a lot of misunderstanding around how refugees arrive. The first is the government-assisted refugees, and those are uh, people whom our government sponsors to come to Canada. And uh, there's a, usually a, an annual quota of the number of people that they... Um, provide for uh, help internationally and then bring them to Canada. The second way is privately sponsored refugees. And a lot of people are aware of that program, particularly over the last couple of years, where families are chosen uh, through community entities and they have a chance to bring refugees from outside the country. The third way are asylum seekers or refugee claimants, as we call them in Canada. Those are people who are fleeing persecution. They just show up in our country, and because we're a signatory to the United Nations Convention on Refugees, we provide an opportunity to, to uh, give them a hearing and to determine whether or not their claim is legitimate. So the first two groups, the sponsored groups, receive their refugee status outside of Canada. And they're screened before they come, and they actually arrive as permanent residents. The third group, and that's the group that Journey Home works with, actually receive their determination inside of Canada after they arrive and uh, have a chance to uh, share their story. How did Journey Home start? Well, that's an interesting uh, uh, connection, particularly with Willingdon Church. 
So I've been attending Willingham for many years, and uh, back a good number of years ago, I just felt a little tug uh, to uh, move into something more humanitarian, uh, humanitarian in my vocational um, direction. So I began to do some research and study. I was taking a course at Regent College on Christian global development, and in that course, we had to do a case study. So I chose to do refugees in uh, the Vancouver area, and uh, was exposed to a huge need of, uh, of many, many refugee claimants, particularly arriving to our city every year. So I took that uh, case study and I approached our home group uh, leader who um, uh, is very interested in, in international things as well. And I said, John, should we be turning this into a ministry proposal? So we ran it by our home group and there was a lot of interest and uh, we kind of rolled it out into a more public gathering at Willingdon Church and, and it just seemed that the momentum was building. So over that summer of 2005, we just were praying as a home group, should we do something? Huh? What do we do? Where do we start? And uh, somebody said, well, we'll make our ref- uh, rental house available. And I thought, wow, um, are we ready? And uh, can, do we have any structure? Do we have a plan? And people were just saying, let's get started. There's a need. And so before we knew it, we had uh, two families in this house. And we were just learning refugee ministry on the fly. It was a, it was a fantastic time. We were just a group of volunteers. Uh, there were a couple of people that had some daytime help. Others of us were still working in our jobs. But we were, uh, we were giving ourselves to refugees and trying to learn how to best support them. Uh, later, we, uh, that fall, we incorporated as a nonprofit organization. Uh, we had some funding from World Vision to kind of launch us as an organization. And um, Journey Home took off. The name Journey Home, I think, is also a bit representative of, of our holistic approach. And that, uh, that name uh, functions on a couple of different levels. Of course, we're helping people in their journey to find a home in Canada as uh, opportunity arises for them to have a hearing and receive a positive determination. But we also recognize that we're all on a journey to find our home in God and to, uh, to see that Jesus is the giver of life and really our ultimate source of hope. So we hope that we can travel with refugees, all of us in this journey, to increasingly find uh, belonging in, uh, in the Lord Jesus. So the, the, this organization started in a lot of ways out of Willingdon Church, out of, out of the people of Willingdon. Uh, so at the start, Willingdon was engaged, and it has been over the course of time. Can you just give us a glimpse of some of the ways that Willingdon Church has been involved in Journey Home over the years? Yeah, I'd be, uh, be happy to do that. Um, every fall season, I prepare a report for the elders of Willingdon Church on Journey Home community. And um, this past year, um, in the fall of uh, 2016, just a year ago now, I was looking back and reflecting over the previous year and, and the ways that people from Willingdon Church had been involved in Journey Home. And, and I, I calculated roughly maybe 90 people or so from our congregation that have touched or been engaged at some level with Journey Home community. We have had leadership from Willingdon on our board. Uh, we've had uh, core host couples living in our refugee houses who've been from Willingdon Church. We've had uh, different small groups uh, involved in our refugee houses or involved with our families. We've had a lot of individual participation too. Volunteers who support and spend time with refugee families, uh, people who interpret, 
uh, prayer team members. And we've had people who have been involved in the Ride for Refuge. That's our annual fundraising event uh, coming up, actually, uh, very soon. And we're, we're looking for people to just engage with us at that level. The Women's Mission Group, John, has been amazing as they've, um, they've put together and created a quilt, not for every family, but for every refugee that has come through Journey Home Community. Wow. Children's Ministries provide scholarships for our day camps. And uh, Willingdon Church provides a food hamper for every newly arriving family. So there's been multiple ways. And I like to refer to Willingdon Church as our flagship partner church. This is, uh, this is our home base. And uh, while we have connected with many other partner churches over the years, we have seen how Willingdon Church has responded, I would say increasingly so, as uh, the years have gone on. Thank you. Give us a glimpse of some of the biggest joys, some of the biggest challenges as you do this work. As I was thinking about this, um, I came up with uh, three for each area. And maybe I'll start with the challenges first so we can end on the joys. The, uh, I think one of the challenges for us is the never-ending need and feeling like we can't do enough. You might to be interested to know that uh, last year there were over 1,300 refugee claimants who arrived in Metro Vancouver. And we anticipate that number is going to increase significantly for 2017. So here are hundreds and hundreds of refugee claimants arriving and very little in the way of organizations who are able to help and provide the kind of uh, support and housing and resettlement assistance we do. So it's, it's that man, are we just a drop in the bucket? No, we're not. We, we're doing what we can, but we, we would like to do more. I think the, the next big challenge, of course, is the challenge we always hear in uh, Metro Vancouver, and that is housing. And it's significantly challenging for those of us who are working with marginalized and people who are coming um, with very little in the way of physical resources to Canada and trying to find housing that they can afford and uh, that they can live in. And I'd, I'd say the third challenge is a little more general, but it's, it's, um, it's fighting off the, the public mentality or perception that, that reg, refugees coming is a negative thing. And uh, people can often be closed and rather protectionist about our lifestyle and about our jobs and employment and about our economy and, and all of those kinds of things. And also fearful of, of what are refugees bringing and are they bringing their, their religious um, patterns? Are they, are they bringing different cultural values? And so uh, there's a fear that comes. And, and my biggest concern is that often those very uh, cultural and, and, um, and, and more public uh, perceptions are mirrored in the church. And, uh, and we see that happening among God's people, that fear and uh, that protectionism. And so uh, we find that a part of our time is spent just trying to create a more positive perception and public awareness. On the joy side, I, I often say that one of my biggest joys is watching what God does that we can't do. And working with refugees and being involved in this kind of ministry puts us in the place where we have to trust God. And uh, that's, that's a hard place to be sometimes, but it's a fascinating place as we work as hard as we can, but then we sit back and watch what God does that we can't make happen. 
The second uh, joy that I, I've seen uh, ongoing is, is watching lives be impacted by the good news. And I see good news as pertaining to every aspect of life. So finding a, a housing situation for somebody is good news for them. Helping them find friends and, and find a job is good news. And we've also had the opportunity of seeing people come to faith and been baptized. And uh, that's good news. So all of those ways of, of watching lives be impacted by the gospel. And the third way is, is seeing local churches respond. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes there's a fear and there's a, a protectionism, there's concerns. But as people meet a refugee, hear a name, see a face, and connect with a story, uh, the response is, how can we help? And so as we've gone on over these 12 years now, we've seen different churches become involved, and uh, it's been a delight to watch them engage with refugees and be impacted themselves. And we're hoping that, uh, that refugee ministry can become the DNA of, of many, many local churches in Metro Vancouver. Mm. Can you tell us a couple of stories? I'm sure you've got tons of stories of how the Lord has used Journey Home to impact the life of a person or a family. Maybe we'll need another podcast for, for stories. Just a story podcast, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Uh, I think of one couple who came to us, and I, I got a little bit personally involved with them. Um, they arrived from um, kind of a Middle Asian country. Um, she had come to faith in her country, and that was not a good thing to do uh, from a national standpoint, and uh, had to be a secret faith. And uh, increasingly, um, for various reasons, things just got really hot for this couple and, um, and their, their family. And so they had to leave. And they came on this long journey to Canada. On the way, um, the husband had a dream of, of Jesus appearing to him, that things were going to be okay. And so they arrived um, to Metro Vancouver, and it was not long before Easter, actually, and I knew a little bit about their background as I met them, and so I invited them to our Good Friday service. And they were amazed to see this large gathering of people worshiping openly, and it was just a new experience for them. And, and, and both of them were intrigued and wanting to hear more and find out more. And so uh, they became involved and in, engaged, um, taking some classes. And uh, eventually, the husband coming to faith, they uh, were baptized. And, uh, and it was a delight to watch that faith grow and the interest grow. And uh, they were an inspiration to me as I saw their, uh, their journey just take a whole new direction. Uh, it's been a delight to, uh, to see them develop and resettle in, in many different ways and in uh, many aspects of their lives. Think of another family who arrived um, more recently, and they came again from a more Middle Asian country. Um, it was a difficult journey for them. This country is, uh, has, has produced a lot of refugees, and they came to, to Canada um, they were given refugee determination, as was the family who I mentioned previously. Both had positive determinations in their hearings. So this second family uh, arrived with only one young child. They had actually left three behind. And if you can imagine a family being split apart like that and having to make those kinds of difficult decisions and determinations and choices. And so 
it was really um, a strong desire of their hearts to how can how can we reunite our family? And so we were helping them with uh, with this dimension of their settlement as well. Uh, we're limited in what we can do, but um, we were able to help them make some connections and provide some supports. And, and as time went on, uh, they were granted permanent residency, which means they could name the rest of their children. But now the challenge came, and how do they bring those children to Canada? Very limited financial resources. But they were able to put enough to, to arrange a trip for them, t- for the husband to go and meet the children in a neutral country. Uh, however, after arriving and making all those connections and, and covering a bureaucratic red tape, they didn't have enough funds to come back. And so one of our staff members got busy on a crowdfunding um, a task and uh, in a very short time we raised enough funds for them to be able to return and I'll tell you there was one joyous reunion at the airport when they were able to reunite with their children and uh, move forward with their lives. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you. So people have been listening to this. They've gotten a glimpse now of, of Journey Home and a little bit of what you do. If somebody wanted to engage with Journey Home, what could be some potential points of engagement? There are a lot of ways that uh, people can get involved with Journey Home. And I'd like to cover maybe a number of them because different people have different ways they like to become involved. They have different interests. They have different skill sets. So if I could take a little time, John, just to go through some of those ways. Yeah, sure. Go for it. And share that. We're realizing of how significant prayer is, and, and it's become one of our values, actually, one of our five organizational values. So we have a, a bit of a prayer team, and I send out a praise and prayer report every month um, to people who, who are supporting us in prayer. This is, a, this is a spiritual journey. It's a spiritual battle. There's spiritual warfare going on. We're encroaching on the kingdom of darkness. And so we're, we don't want to be naive or unaware of that aspect. So we're looking for people to join our prayer team. There's also ways to get very personally involved. We have specific volunteer tasks that people can engage with and can apply for. And uh, then we have uh, more general ways that people can support the organization, the ministry. This is for individuals, but it's also for groups. And we've had small groups involved with uh, things like um, uh, cleanup projects at our refugee houses, with cooking for a community dinner, which we have every week at our refugee houses. Uh, small groups can, uh, can take on a maintenance project at, at one of the houses. So there's different ways that individuals can be involved both personally and as, as a group. One of the most significant ways is for an individual, even a family, or even a small group to become friends with one refugee family and support them in their journey, come alongside them, share time with them weekly, uh, be in their homes, invite them into your homes. That's a very important aspect of settlement. We're looking for financial partners. Uh, We'd love to see people become involved as monthly donors, and uh, we have ways of of making that happen. We operate without any government support, and so we're looking for churches, individuals. Uh, We have our own fundraising efforts. 
uh, it, it costs money to do ministry. And so um, we're, we're interested in having people come on board that way. The Ride for Refuge is our annual event to the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yeah, my family's joining that this year. It's ah, going to be great. We've been training. Uh, great to hear, John. We'll be looking for you on Ride Day. And uh, that happens uh, annually. And it, there's ways for people to be involved as volunteers, but also to, to ride and walk to... Um, raise funds for the ministry, and to be part of a very family-friendly and inspiring day. One of the areas that I want to highlight particularly is our Refugee Claimant Sponsorship Program. And uh, let me take a few minutes, if I could, yeah, sure. just to uh, mention that program. It's, it was our response to the Syrian refugee crisis that came to our attention a couple of years ago and when it hit the media in, in the West. We were, we were all uh, intrigued and, and, and concerned with the Syrian refugee situation. Well, we don't get a lot of Syrian asylum seekers through Journey Home, We've had people from 40 different nations through our community, but not a lot of Syrians. So we said, what can our response be? So we, we came up with the idea of a more structured sponsorship program for newly arriving refugee claimant families, patterned a little bit after the private sponsorship program where people can bring a family from overseas to, to our country. We said, that's great, and we, uh, we uh, really encourage that, and we don't want to take away from that. However, we also recognize that there are a lot of refugee claimant families who have already arrived and need help and support. So we put together this program and uh, launched it with, uh, with one of our partner churches as a pilot project, and it was just very successful. Our initial thought was, hey, Journey Home just began with a group of volunteers and we did refugee resettlement. We found housing. We provided settlement assistance. We provided friendship and, and relational care. Why can't other churches do this as volunteers? And so that was our premise and uh, we launched it with, uh, with one of our partner churches and uh, now it has expanded to a number of churches who are taking on a newly arriving refugee claimant family that Journey Home couldn't support directly, but a church has taken on the family and they're providing the housing and the support. We provide the initial training, uh, a day's training for a church, and, uh, and then we provide the ongoing coaching. So when they have questions, when they have concerns, how do they respond to these individual situations? We feel that as Journey Home, we've developed some uh, significant expertise over the years of, of how to assist refugees. We want to pass that on to other churches, and we're finding that this program is really taking off, and we're very encouraged uh, with how it's developing. Thank you. That's a, that's a very interesting program that I would say essentially multiplies your impact, right? Exponentially, potentially. Exactly. You know, we can keep adding staff and keep adding refugee houses to Journey Home, and we intend to do that. In fact, we've added another refugee house this past, uh, this past year. But we also think that we can multiply ourselves, not just add, but we can multiply ourselves through the local church, which is really God's answer to, uh, to sharing good news. What are a couple of ways, a few ways that we could pray for Journey Home? The first thing I want to share is praying for our refugee families. They come not as sponsored refugees. So on top of all of the resettlement struggles and challenges that come, they have the whole uncertainty of whether they'll even be allowed to stay in Canada. 
Now, as it turns out, the approval rate for refugee claimants is about 60 to 65%. So a good number will stay. And uh, those who aren't uh, successful can find ways to appeal. But eventually, if those options run out, they have to return to their country of origin. And, and those are sad days for us when we have to take folks to the airport and say goodbye. We don't know what they're going back to. So praying for our families as they go through that whole claim process, as they establish themselves, as they struggle with language. Many of our families come with a professional designation, with, with successful business, businesses that they've had in their home countries, with uh, upbeat lifestyles, and all of a sudden they come with, with nothing, and it's a real challenge. So we, we need prayer for our families. We also would really covet prayer for wisdom and discernment in the day-to-day -day decisions that we make as we work with families. How do we respond to the challenges and uh, the different expectations and the barriers that they face on a day-to-day on a -day basis? As well as wisdom for, for our leadership team as we vision for responding to, as I mentioned, this increasing need that's happening in Metro Vancouver. We would appreciate prayer for financial support. Um, our budget this year will be in the neighborhood of six to $650,000, and uh, we have to raise that without government support and help. And so um, that's always uh, an area of, uh, of prayer need, and uh, we look for, for folks to support us in that way. One of the areas that I'd like to, to mention, too, is... Um, is a, a direction that I've taken on personally over the last number of months in inviting into my home a number of men from our community as we journey together uh, through a, a DVD series on studying the signs of the prophets and eventually pointing to the ultimate prophet, Jesus, our Messiah. We're, we're coming to the end of that 13-week session, and it's been a fascinating journey with these men as we... Um, go through the scriptures as we feel their questions, as we have significant discussions uh, around faith matters, as we dig into the Bible together. And I'm really hoping and praying that uh, their eyes will be continually open to the good news of Jesus. And I really believe that's happening, and we would love to have prayer for, for these men who are dear friends, and uh, we long to see them find faith in, in Jesus. The last area of prayer is, is just continuing local church engagement. We're, we just love what Willingdon is doing and supporting us. We'd love to see an even greater number of people participating in Journey Home. But we'd also love to see uh, dozens and dozens of churches across Metro Vancouver become involved with refugee ministry and becoming involved with our Refugee Claim and Sponsorship Program, or even um, as, as volunteers from different churches in taking on the tasks of refugee resettlement. There is great opportunity for refugee ministry in Metro Vancouver, and we'd love to connect with, uh, with many folks and seeing how we can involve them in, uh, in this amazing journey with refugees. Thank you, James, for that list of ways that we can pray. So my challenge to anyone who's listening to this is, as soon as this podcast is done, would you spend five minutes praying for Journey Home Community, for James and his leadership, and for the things that he's outlined? James, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you for your ministry with Journey Home. Uh, you've got a long season of faithfulness in that ministry. And uh, may the Lord continue to use you in awesome ways in these days. 
Thanks, John. It's been a privilege to, to be with you today, and uh, we look forward to what God is going to do in the future. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Willingdon On Mission podcast. We hope you have been inspired by your time with us today. To learn more about Willingdon's outreach ministries or to hear more episodes of this podcast, find us online at willingdon.org.